This is Reawakened, conversations with and for women in transition with Vari Longmuir and Jade McKenzie. As women in our 30s have experienced transition in different forms, we realised there was a lack of open, honest conversation around what can be a lonely and delicate time. Our hope for this podcast is that it will be the medicine you need to navigate whatever you are going through with courage, grace and a little humour along the way. Hi guys and welcome to episode number 8 of Reawaken the Podcast. This is Barry and are you there Jay? I am indeed. We're excited to bring this last episode of the first season of the podcast to you today. Um, we're going to be talking about embracing freedom and defining what freedom means to us in our lives and the transitions that we have found ourselves in over the last couple of years. So I'm excited to dive into this one with you, Jade. Me too. Me too. Mm. Can I start with a question to you? Go for it. What does freedom mean to you? And I want to ask you first, so I've got time to process what it means to me. (laughs) You might have a good idea. You're going to steal my answers. (laughs) Uh, I love this topic because for me, I was having to think about it this morning. And freedom is something that plays a really big part in my life and plays a huge part in my business as well. And it's really one of my core values and with the clients that I work with in my business really they're all after the same thing they're all after freedom you know I coach other freelance creatives in their business and and they're all looking for freedom and so it's something that I've spoken a lot about with clients and that I've kind of looked into um, in my own personal research through this transition that, that I've been going through the last few years. So it's a real, I think it's a real privilege to have freedom. I want to acknowledge the fact that I feel that I have freedom of choice is a real privilege as a white woman living in Australia who has an education and who has the freedom to make choices. I feel that's mm. a real, a real privilege. And I just want to acknowledge that. For anyone who's listening to this podcast, they've got some kind of internet connection and some kind of device. So we're all on the same page when it comes to that. Freedom is what everyone wants, but not everyone's willing to do what it takes to achieve that freedom in their life. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is we all can make choices based on our circumstances, but not everyone has the courage to make the choice to reach that freedom. And so Mm. for me, freedom... Is something we're all aiming for but it can be really overwhelming and quite debilitating because there's so many options when it comes to it and it's how we define that freedom for ourselves and and it can feel a little bit lonely to make choices that follow your freedom but not necessarily the other people's around you so for me freedom is having the opportunity to make choices in my life and then following that up with the courage to actually take action on those choices Mm. what about you how do you define freedom oh that was really lovely what you said um yeah it's exactly around choices and what you just said about courage there's a quote from somebody and they say the secret to happiness is freedom And the secret to freedom is courage, Mm. which is exactly what you've just said. And I think for me, 
<laughs> like with everything, freedom is it ultimately comes back to a feeling that I have and I can never put it into words. I, I don't know why I do a podcast. I really need to be a visual artist, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at this. But it is this feeling of expansion that I have and knowing that a choice is coming from a place of empowerment or want or choosing or um, joy or something um, purpose or passion it's not something where I feel restricted or closed in or claustrophobic and um, yeah even when it's a hard choice or even when it's not something that is completely 100% positive just knowing that there is that choice to make mm. is is what freedom is for me I think Mm. It was so true mm. what you said about there being feeling claustrophobic when there's that lack of freedom there. On the other side of that scale, it can feel quite unsettling when there's no container around it. So to choose freedom means that there's no safe space, that you're kind of exposed to the world and to the people around about you. And that can be the thing that holds people back from making choices that take them closer to their own definition of freedom. Mm. It's really hard when you can't picture something, I think. We're so excited to uh, set goals or take action when we think there's going to be a particular outcome and then when there's no sense of what could occur or what life might look like outside of these walls, that is a really big fear for a lot of people, I know I've had moments of that. So freedom is a curious one because it's not always going to give you happiness, right? It's not always going to give you joy. Mm. It's not always going to be um, an incredibly positive thing all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I so agree with that. To choose freedom can really expose you and have you standing out there on your own. And, mm. and I think that is what holds people back. But that is only the first step of the journey. Often people can't see what lies ahead and see what that end result will be. And I'm a huge believer in there's no happy ending to an unhappy journey. You know, if you're going to the same job every single day and hating it, you're not going to love it mm. if you get that promotion or if you are, have your own business and you hate doing the work that you do, you're not going to be happy when you get that end result. And a lot of people feel that freedom is too far ahead of them and, and they feel mm. like they, they're not willing to go through that little bit of discomfort to get to what they want. That's inevitable. You know, there's, there's going to be contrasting experiences. It's not all going to be an easy ride. But to have the courage to stand out there and say what you believe and say how you feel and know that that might be met with different responses from different people and you might be standing out there. And Brené Brown sums it up beautifully in her phrase, brave in the wilderness. You have to be willing to brave the wilderness because to choose freedom for yourself means that you're going to be out there in the wilderness and it can be a really scary place to be but what lies beyond that is what you're really after so to give yourself the patience to go through that short period of time mm. that it does feel really uncomfortable the rewards are on the other side of that yeah 
definitely. It's such an interesting topic because I think it does have that initial connotation of, you know, if you have freedom, well, like how amazing everything in your life should be perfect, right? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the more you dive into it or the more you think about what it means to you or how it comes about in your own life and what choices you need to make to get there, you realise that it is quite a difficult thing. It's um, First of all, you absolutely need to know what you want or what you don't want, uh, what you stand for and what choices you need to have courage around or where you may need to be brave. Mm. And also that you need to understand that pain is very real and it is all part of finding your freedom. You don't just unshackle yourself and go, oh, I'm running in a meadow yeah. <laughs> with, with bunnies and puppies and rainbows and that is my, I, <laughs> I always say, that's my ultimate, being in a field with rainbows and puppies and bunnies and I'm just loving life. <laughs> but <laughs> choosing freedom ultimately means going through a lot of shit to get through the other side it's a reward Mm. it is not something that just appears and then everything in your life is complete Mm. it doesn't work like that so trying to define what it means to you or where things need to shift and change is a huge part of that yeah and you would have gone through that yourself massively I still feel like I'm going through that now yeah do you feel like you've settled a bit or are you still going through it I definitely feel that that element of things has settled a little bit for me. Um, I definitely feel more grounded and more focused on where I'm going, mm-hmm. which is a nice feeling. But I know that that does not last forever as well. So I'm kind of just soaking it up at the moment and knowing that things will change and evolve. That's the thing. If you're someone who wants to choose freedom and has that as a core value, then you have to be also willing to accept that change is inevitable that Mm. choosing freedom doesn't mean you choose it once and then you're free forever choosing freedom is an ongoing thing and it will look different and feel different at different points in your life and you have to be okay with that change and that evolution that's what holds people back sometimes that idea of the unknown of that change in circumstances is the thing that that holds them back Mm. absolutely And I think when we're growing up, we're so used to being prescribed the answer straight away. It's, or at least the timeline. And, you know, we follow the prompts. It's like, (laughs) you know, when you're a kid and you do the dot to dot and you follow the numbers and Mm -hmm. freedom doesn't allow you that luxury of of following a a path blindly you have to really go in it understanding that you'll be blind for a lot of it. Mm, mm, <laughs> so and scary. Yeah. People that, that I look at, that I see as having this fierce element of freedom in their lives, they've not had an easy ride of it. It's not just been all mm. smooth sailing. That There's been those real points of difficult transition and change in their life. And so I feel like that's comforting to know that the people who I look at and who inspire me, I can see that there has been those rough parts for them and they have had to be out there in the wilderness on their own 
at some points and that it's turned out okay. So I think it's nice to have those people who are a few steps ahead of you to show you that. Yeah, it might be scary to step out there into this freedom, however it may look for you, but you're going to be okay. Mm, Yeah. Gosh, we so need it. Mm. Otherwise, (laughs) we just feel fucked. (laughs) (laughs) So true, right? (laughs) <laughs> it's like we just need someone to used to be a few steps ahead and I think yes and like the value in someone being just a few steps ahead like I found that to be hugely beneficial for me and a real comfort for me because the mm. people who are at the top of the ladder who are 20 steps ahead it, there's such a big gap between where I feel I am and where they are and it feels really unattainable and it feels terrifying mm. but to look at people who are just a couple of steps ahead of me it feels much more manageable for me and much more fun to to follow their their little steps mm. rather than this huge big leap and it feels like there is this real void in the middle that I need to navigate so yeah for me when it's looking outside to mentors that they may not even know that they're a mentor of mine but for people who are an example of how I want to take my life and things that are important to me those people that are just a few steps ahead are much more motivational and inspiring and comforting to me than the people that are deemed to be at the top of the tree. Oh, for sure. It's the gap. You're right. It feels too big sometimes, like it's unattainable. You can't relate because you're in such different spaces. And Mm. it is so nice just to have people there where you can see yourself doing what they're doing or taking lessons from what they've learnt or what they've done and got and, yeah, you go, "Mm, that actually Mm. is relatable for me right now. Part of the reason why we wanted to have these conversations is that by no means Mm. are we saying that we're the gurus and we are the ones that have got it all figured out. By no means is that the case. We're we're trying to figure this out sometimes on an hour-by-hour basis but I think for other people who are just those few steps behind, it's it's relatable to them. And, and I know that was our hope for these conversations was that it would be that comfort to people who I know when I looked at, at different books and there was some podcasts I listened to and it felt so far away from where I was. You know, I was still mm. juggling with did I want to, you know, sell my car or did I want to change houses or like these like, you know, little decisions that I had to make in the short term seemed huge and I couldn't imagine what my life would look like further down the track so for those people to be just a couple of steps steps ahead of you is is a real comfort I find definitely oh gosh I really want to dive into I guess the everyday topic of freedom because I think well the conversation has started out quite broadly around what freedom means to us and the bigger picture and and what it actually is but not really how we show it or live it on a day-to-day basis Mm. so I really want to dive into that but I just want to say on the topic of us you know starting this podcast and hoping that it provided some level of comfort or um, relatability to some people who are going through similar situations I've just been, and I know you have too, but I've just been so grateful to receive the messages and the comments and the heartfelt emails from women um, just saying that they appreciate this podcast and that they listen to it every week and um, that it's something that they look forward to. 
And it's really nice to hear that because, for one, we really have done this quite organically. <laughs> and we're, we're very real with what we talk about and you and I are both very okay with being vulnerable and it's nice that people take it in the right way and that um, there's no sense of judgment. It's rather a sense of community. Not that we would ever expect to be judged on this kind of thing, but you never know. But putting mm. yourself out there, you just never know what could happen. And it's been wonderful just to get so much feedback from women who are just saying the most beautiful things. But now for you and I and for all of us to know that we aren't alone and even though what we go through and, and this journey of emotions and even how one night you can feel like, yeah, things are going okay and then the next night you're crying, going, mm. oh, my gosh, can you actually die from heartache? Hang on, let me Google that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, at least we know that if we really needed to turn to someone who was going through what we're going through, we can. And that's what I want to encourage everybody to do. Just because this is our last episode, it doesn't mean that you and I disappear. We still would love to keep the conversation going and we'd love to include you in future series and, um it is so nice that, Vari, you might be a few steps ahead of me, I might be a few steps ahead of someone else, or somebody else listening might say, yes, that was my life five years ago. And I, we're all in this together and I think that um, it's such a beautiful thing to know that there's a sense of community even though sometimes it's really shitty what we go through. Mm, absolutely. I agree with everything you just said, Jade. I had a message from a friend of a friend, someone that I didn't know, and it was I think after maybe the first couple of episodes and what was so lovely about the message was that she said that she had found herself in a similar situation having separated from her husband. Well, I think it was maybe five years ago um, with a couple mm -hmm. of kids. And, and she said that the things that we were talking about and the questions we were asking each other were questions that she hadn't really even considered herself. And she mm -hmm. didn't necessarily have the people around her in her life at that time to have those conversations as it was happening. And, and she'd said that through our conversation, it's really opened her up to, to think about those things for herself. So that's mm -hmm. the reason that we are having these conversations is to inspire people to maybe look at things in a slightly different way that perhaps we've been looking at. And I know Jade, there's been things that you've brought up that's really made me look at things in a different light or consider things that I may not have considered before. So I think it's mutually beneficial for everyone, for us, you know, selfishly on a podcast talking to each other for a weekly therapy <laughs> session and, and for the other people who are listening and the messages we're getting and the voicemails that people have been leaving on anchor has just been really lovely and just really consolidated what we thought was happening out there and and it turns out we were right that this conversation was really needed so yeah we definitely want it to be a community rather than us just talking every week we want it to be something where there's that interaction so if there is anything that you want us to address or to talk about or you've got a story that is relevant to what we're talking about here then yeah we definitely would love for you to become part of the conversation in the in the podcast going forward mm. Definitely. 
Oof. Women love to talk. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't so love to natural talk, right? at it. <laughs> 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 like, okay, we, we really have to we really have to wind this episode up yet. Yeah. Like, oh we could have talked for six more hours. <laughs> Absolutely could. So too. <laughs> getting back to freedom. It's interesting because, well, freedom is defined as the power or right to act, speak or think as one wants. Mm. And we have explored this before in terms of us wanting better for ourselves and our families and what we want our experience to be on this earth and the fact that we might feel like if we put ourselves out there too much, uh, people's reactions might not always be the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so all of this has an impact on how we act, speak or think. And so coming back to doing this every day and showing up in your own personal sense of freedom, how do you do that? Because we've talked about um the changes we've made in our own personal lives or your creativity through art. And I think even looking at our photo shoot for the podcast, I mean, for some people they're not used to seeing us in our underwear or uh, in various states of undress. And for some people that can be, oh, a little confronting. And Mm. for us it felt quite natural and that's actually the same vision that we both held for this it was a sense of vulnerability and and showing more than we usually would it was about unpeeling the layers and being feminine and soft but also very strong and confident in who we are it was very very complex Mm. layers Mm. and that is something that we acted on because we chose to present ourselves in a particular way. That was our sense of freedom around what this podcast is. And so when you're showing up every day, do you feel like you are consciously choosing to speak and act in a way that reflects where you're at in life now? Or do you still feel like there's places where you're walking around on eggshells and potentially your freedom and the sense of what it means to you now is something that you have to unveil to other parts of your life a bit more slowly mm. so they're more comfortable with it. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because what I realised is that, and I think it's often the case for people, is that that freedom is a personal choice and it's often freedom from yourself and your own expectations and that inner voice that mm-hmm. is never really helpful and and quite self-critical and so for me it's been really creating a freedom around the expectations I've had of myself or the story that I've told to myself so on a day-to-day basis I've just learned to be a bit kinder and gentler with myself and that feels so freeing and liberating to me and to not feel an obligation to do something in order to be perceived a certain way and not given as much value to how others may or may not perceive me and that's been a real mindset shift for me and so from Mm -hmm. a a practical point of view things like not picking up a phone call from someone if you don't have to or you don't Mm. feel ready to have a conversation with a particular person or not responding to an email immediately so that can be you know in in relationships and friendships and business 
there's there's no pressure for you to have to respond to something if someone calls you and you don't feel in a good place to speak to them you don't have to answer the phone and and yeah. things like that have really helped me anchor into that sense of freedom and liberation and making choices based on what feels good to me at that time and 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 sometimes it's it's choices that you know seem a bit flippant like I'm not going to sit down and do those two hours of work today I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go for a coffee with that friend and and I never regret making those choices because the things that need to get done on a day-to-day basis do eventually get done and so it's been less demanding of myself to be one particular way and to honor that little voice in my head that says why don't we go and try this and and just being a little bit more playful with it so creating boundaries around communication has really helped me feel into that sense of freedom for sure Mm, amazing I was going to ask you do you feel like boundaries and freedom are so closely connected that you can't really exercise one without the other Mm, for me personally they are I feel like having a lack of boundaries stopped me from from creating freedom in my life and having better boundaries and listening to what I need first before necessarily thinking what others expect of me in that situation has has been a huge one they're really intertwined for me I find Mm. Mm. and also just with the work that I do as I said freedom is a huge part of my business and a huge part of of the values that the clients I work with really honor on a day-to-day basis and they want to call more of that into their lives and being about to take off for a month with the boys um, and, and travel overseas and still be working whilst I'm traveling is is another expression of freedom for me um, to not have to fit in my time around two-week holiday that an employer tells me when or when <laughs> I can't take mm. it um, has been a huge one for me and that's you know been my life for nine years now and I definitely couldn't go back the way when it comes to that side of of my life I love having that freedom and often people will say to me oh, but you're going on holiday like why do you want to work when you're on holiday having freedom in my life means that I'm not at work or at home or on holiday there's not these real mm. strong lines and strong division between those parts of me that it's just it's just my life on a day-to-day basis and it was funny with my partner yesterday we were chatting with a friend and we dropped into her place of work and she's like oh you guys off today and we kind of looked at each other and we're like well we worked this morning we sent a few emails and uh now we're just out enjoying some sunshine and I think for me like it took a really long time to get to that place where I felt like I didn't have to be at the desk nine to five Monday to Friday and work that way so for me to be able to travel mm. and and whilst I'm in New York City I'll find some little cafe that's got wi-fi and I'll do some client calls and I'll send some emails and I love incorporating that into my life because for me that's that real sense of freedom of being able to work and still earn money and travel and be in amazing parts of the world that's so important to me and I felt it for the first time a couple of years ago when I was traveling with the boys I was at a family wedding in Italy and I remember sitting by the pool at this farmhouse we were staying at in Tuscany and doing a client call and and just really reveling in the moment of I get to do this and I get to this gets to be work for me and it gets to be play and so for me that's what freedom feels like on a day-to-day basis of not giving myself this strict 
list of rules I need to adhere to and being flexible <laughs> and changing with it. You mm. know, there's some days where I'll sit down and, and do 10 hours work because I feel really in the flow with it and I love it and time just disappears. You know, I'll look up from my desk and realize that none of the lights are on in the house and I'm sitting in pitch black <laughs> and I've not even realized that feels so free to me. You know, it could be nine o'clock on a Friday night and I'm still working and I love that. But then there's other days where I allow myself to be free by not checking email till three o'clock in the afternoon. And I think just catching myself from going into those default ways of behavior of waking up, checking email straight away. Like that's something that really was hard for me to, to do from a business point of view. So really because my work is such a big part of my lifestyle, freedom and that really helps me anchor into that freedom in other parts of my life, especially in relationships. Mm, yeah. Perfect. perfect. Mm, what about you? Like, do you have anything that you do to kind of exercise your choices with regards to freedom on a day-to-day basis? Or do you have any routines that really help you feel into that space? Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's freedom in itself, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I will know. not love myself like... for these choices of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Damn you, freedom. I'm giving myself the freedom to rebel against everything, including you. I don't know. I feel like I'm still working shit out and I'm very much in the thick of it. I feel like uh, so Paul and I separated last November and I... You know, you know when there's a conclusion coming and you can feel it and you do the grieving and then when you try and untangle your life that you've spent, you know, 13 years being tangled up with someone else, it's quite the process. And I think for me the last time we spoke was when I was in New Zealand and the biggest realisation I had in New Zealand was around this sadness that I felt and I couldn't quite understand because even though my head is like, well, this is right and even though um, my spirit says have faith, my heart is like I still feel broken. And I realised in New Zealand that I very much have a 13-year gap or hole in my heart and that's not something that can just be replaced. It's like removing a limb or something it doesn't just grow back Mm. (laughs) there's very much a hole there and I didn't quite understand that until two weeks ago which is you know eight months or something after I split so I think for me that gave me a sense of freedom because I could define what was happening and once I have context and once I have an understanding around what is happening that is liberating in itself because then you're empowered to mm. move forward in a way but I still feel like I'm I'm in the mud and um I it's been a huge lesson and boundaries in the last year and I have real issues with my relationships with people (laughs) and 
and the patterns that I have with men, even though I was with one man for 13 years. I had other boyfriends before that and I've seen a few men since I've split up with Paul and so you start to remember. You're like, oh, this is what I used to be like. I thought I wasn't that person anymore but I still am. It's never left. It's just that it never had to come out because I had that sense of stability and security and that marriage gives you. Mm. Even identifying these patterns and how I am with men and how I just want to please them and change for them and and be everything for them and forget everything about myself. I'm like, no, that's it's actually the opposite of everything I want for myself and my daughter moving forward. And the more I understand that, the more overwhelming it actually really is because when you finally see it for what it is and you're conscious about making a change because you know it's unhealthy, oh, it's where do you start? Mm. How do you even begin to unpack who you are as a person? And and I hate thinking that I need to fix myself and so it's not about that. It's more coming to a level of acceptance and, and being healthier around how I give myself to someone or, or the types of relationships I have around mm. me. So I feel like at the end of all this, and I know this is going to take me a while to get through. I'm like I'm, I'm struggling with this every day. I feel like then I will find not just a sense of freedom but a sense of peace. And I think that that's what I'm looking for at the moment. But for me, peace and freedom and, and boundaries, they all seem to go hand in hand, Mm. which then feels even more overwhelming because you're like, Jesus, can I just be okay with life? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I totally resonate with that. And that's the thing, that that first step to freedom is a grieving process because for you to Mm. choose something to allow more freedom in your life almost inevitably means a letting go of something else or a change in circumstances and certainly when it comes to relationships that is the case and so there's that first step into freedom is a grieving process that's why so many people are not willing to go there but that peace is what comes once you get through that grieving process so that's a really Mm. lovely way to look at it that freedom is not necessarily a one-off choice that it's a process that goes through lots of different emotions Mm. Mm. and like I completely understand when you're saying how you feel like you need to really define what is true for you before you go into another relationship for me in my marriage one of the things that we were on different pages about was the fact that I needed us to be two whole people that that had their own things going on but had this beautiful overlap of things that were important to them as a couple and as a family and and those things that that would bond us together but having these separate parts so almost like one of those Venn diagrams where you've got you know one circle here and one circle here and there's parts Mm -hmm. that overlap but there's parts that don't overlap Mm. and my ex-husband saw it as us being these two halves of one whole and I think Mm. this was like a real foundational 
disconnect that we had with that that and and it's so romanticized you know in in movies and in mm-hmm. our culture today this idea of you complete me and you're my other half and I can't live without you you know we use these phrases without really thinking about the energy behind them and this idea of me being half of a whole and I need you to complete that is, is really dangerous and and it doesn't lead to either person in there having a real fulfilled and happy life and I saw this element play out with my parents as well in their relationship um they'd been together since my mum was 18 side note actually Mm. talking about family histories my mum was 18 when she met my dad who was 26 and I was 18 when I met my ex-husband and he was 26 so (laughs) if anyone knows the significance of that I would love to find out but um, talk about repeat patterns with your family yeah Um, but my mum would often say and I picked up on this even as a young kid my mum would often say we like this or we don't like that this idea that their likes and dislikes were so intertwined they liked mm. to go to this restaurant. They both liked to go to this kind of place on holiday. They both liked to eat this kind of food. And it was very much my mum taking on my dad's choices and opinions because he was definitely the very big personality. And if my dad liked something, he would tell you. If he didn't, he would tell you. And I could see my mum, not, not in a conscious way, but she would just default to fit in with that because it's what they liked as a couple. Looking back now... As a 35-year-old woman who has separated from her husband and who has you know, a level of, of independence that my mom never experienced until my dad passed away, when I look back, she never really had that opportunity to explore what was important mm. to her as a person because she was you know, part of a couple at 18, was married really young, had my brother when I think she was 24. And so she very much became part of a couple and she became that that part of the whole and never really got the opportunity from the way that I look at it to really explore what did she like personally what were her interests and it's been interesting to see since my dad passed away the things the choices that she's making one of the funniest things was she um, is still living in the house which was our family house growing up and after my dad had passed away she'd considered did she sell the house and move it's a really big family home and she's just in the house herself and she thought, well, do I move or do I stay? And she tossed this idea around for ages and then she, she felt really comfortable in the house and she's like, no, this has been my home for years. I'm going to stay. So she decided to do some renovations to the house. And I was chatting with her on FaceTime and she said, oh, so I'm finally going to rip up all those horrible patterned carpets. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, I hated those carpets. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You like the carpets, like those carpets in the living room. You, you like them. She's like, I hated them. They were your dad's choice. Your dad liked them. I hated them. And I'm like, this makes no sense. For the longest time, my whole life, I thought that you, you liked the carpets. And it's so funny around something like a carpet. But it was funny because my mom had let my dad choose the carpets and she had hated them. And so that was the first thing to go. So now it's wall to wall cream carpets in our house. <laughs> It's just this idea of like she's now getting to express in an outward way what her preferences are, what her likes are, and mm. and and that's freedom for her. So I'm just thinking it's going to be interesting when my two children go back with muddy soccer shoes and run across these delightfully <laughs> green carpets. <in> <laughs> this could be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's just it's really interesting to think of of the choices that you think you were making have maybe been heavily influenced by that partner that's in your life and to mm. it, it can feel quite exposed to think well I need to 
do I like this food or did they like that food? And I just like this food because we once went to that restaurant and we had a really good time and I decided that I like this food. You know, it's funny when you start to unpack mm. all of when you strip it back and look at it bare. What are your preferences and what are your choices and what is freedom for you? Yeah, God, it's such an unprocess of uncovering. It's like an archaeological dig on yourself. Mm. Yep. <laughs> what bones, what pieces are mine? Yeah, and I think for me, like I, and this has been something just in the last few months, have stopped looking back as much as I was and trying to make sense of of what's happened previously in my marriage and in my family relationships is something that I've decided I'm not going to give any more focus to and importance on because things led to how those relationships evolved and changed over time. And the way that I'm thinking and feeling now is going to inform what's going to happen in the future for me. So I've kind of shifted my focus to not being so retrospective with it and looking back and trying to to find out reasons why and enjoying the dots and just being much more focused on where I want to go moving forward. And I feel like that's that that later part of that transitional period for me, uh, I needed to spend that time looking back to understand for myself, you know, why things went the way they did um, with different relationships. But looking at my life now, I'm so much less concerned about the why things happened and looking more forward focused to say, well, what do I want to call into my life moving forward? What do I want to create and focusing on that? So yeah, there's been certainly a shift in that for me of late. Yeah, that's a huge shift. It's, um, for me, uh, it's so similar and I feel like, I don't know, it's like lifting the veil almost, uh, what we used to believe blindly, even around just not just love and relationships but as a human and having an understanding around, well, why do we have marriage? Why do we eat the foods that we do or Mm. why do we do things in a certain way or why do we educate ourselves and our children in this way and taking a look for what things really are and then understanding how we feel about it and then making decisions around that it's such a big and long process it's never overnight Mm. and um, there's always so many different trigger points isn't there and you know especially for your mum it was the passing of your dad and it was you know her going oh okay I can think about what I would like now and then for you saying consciously like well this is how I would like my life to change Mm. and knowing that you were empowered to do so Mm. and sorry just to go to finish on that I remember that being one of the the major lead-ups to me choosing to leave my marriage was when my dad did pass away. And I remember consciously thinking, my mum now has a life that's really just her. You know, me and my brother and sister are all independent and everyone's up out the house. She doesn't have any young kids to look after. And her life's her own to make her own choices. And I remember consciously telling myself, I do not want to have to wait till I'm that age and become a widow to then be able to make my own choices if I'm not happy with the ones I've made at the moment so it was a real pivotal moment for me to to see that and to give me that courage to step forward with that path of freedom that I that I felt I was being taken along yeah and that's massive that's huge Mm. and I think that that is if there was any way 
to end this series and this episode and this podcast, it is around a reminder to step out and to muster up your courage and to take the next step bravely. Everything that you have said about your mother's experience and your own experience, I feel like that is the biggest reminder or lesson that I can take from this whole podcast and that I would like to remind everyone listening of is that we don't always have all the time in the world and the time that we do have is very precious and so to be courageous and to take the leap forward that you want to and take those steps forward is the most important thing you can do and honestly that was one of my biggest things too with my marriage when I realized that we were actually really young and not really old and that it was too comfortable and it was not at all what I wanted or needed to thrive as a human being for the next 30 or 40 or 50 years or however long I've got to grace this planet for so being courageous it's not always those big big steps in life sometimes it's just getting out of bed and making a decision or taking a little step forward but it's always always going to be worth it Mm, absolutely I can't remember who said it but there's this phrase that being brave and pretending to be brave is the same thing and I love that it's like we're not all born to be brave but if you pretend like you're brave and you do it anyway then that's the same thing as being brave (laughs) and like it's it feels like it takes the pressure off it. It's like I can just pretend it at being brave because it's the same thing. So, yeah, that's a real comfort <laughs> for me, that one. <laughs> and that's what, you know, Cerisi and I, it was, it was really cool in New Zealand because she realised really what being brave is and she was saying to me, oh, mummy, I, I can't do these things because I'm not brave. And I said, yes, you are. And she thought that being brave was being fearless and Mm. they're not the same thing at all. And I said to her, well, babe, you are being so brave because you're scared of doing this thing and yet you're doing it anyway. And that's what makes you brave. It's not when we don't feel any emotion around it. It's when something is quite overwhelming and scary, but, you know, it's the right thing to do. Mm. Do it anyway. And I think that. You know, it wasn't just a lesson and a reminder for my five-year-old. It was a, a nice reminder for me too. Yeah. Aren't they the best <laughs> teachers? They just they, they tell us exactly what we need to hear sometimes. I know. And what you pass on to them is sometimes exactly what you need to hear for yourself. Mm. You catch yourself mid-sentence going, oh, yeah. Am I talking yeah. to them or myself now? <laughs> exactly. They start to look at you like, mom, I don't know what you're talking about. You're like, no, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> I'm just coaching myself here. That's fine. Exactly. So true. So true. Well, thank you for this chat today, Jade. And thank you for the first season of the podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure having these conversations with you and digging into, yeah, all these topics around this time of transition and transformation. So thank you so much for your time and and for your insight on all these things. I know for me, it's been 
hugely beneficial and I'm sure for everyone listening that they've been able to get some real little nuggets of wisdom or or things to think about through our conversations as well so thank you oh thank you I've loved doing this with you and it's been amazing and to have these conversations that you know we crave so deeply but we can't just have with anybody because not everybody gets it so Mm. it's been wonderful and I can't wait to see what unfolds for us in season two and that's the beautiful thing about freedom is that we don't quite know what's coming but we will move forward (laughs) and surprise you all and yeah we'll continue to be open and honest and very real (laughs) yeah for sure so we're going to take a little pause just while we refine exactly what season two is going to look like there's some conversations that we know we want to have but as we mentioned earlier in the podcast if there's any topics that you want to jump in and have us discuss and be a part of then we would love to hear from you so just jump over to our instagram or to the website and um, leave us a message there because we want to make sure that the conversations we're having are relevant to you so please get in touch and start a conversation with us we would love to hear from you all right we'll catch you all on the flip side all right thanks guys bye